Hello and welcome everybody to episode 35 of Finding My Voice. Let me double check so that it really is episode 35 because as usual, I am far too spontaneous for my own good and I didn't actually check before I went right into recording this. <clears throat> Let's see, yes, the previous one was 34, so this is episode 35. Right, um, I'm recording it this spontaneously because uh, it was something really fun that happened to me yesterday and another thing the day before. So I'm just going to go for it. Right, the, 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 the trans-related thing. It's not necessarily just trans-related, except for me, it's a milestone in my journey. Uh, yesterday, I was out uh, for a glass of wine uh, with my friend Dallas, who is a writer, and I'm trying to get her to uh, get her into role-playing. Like, for a, for a while now, we've had at least one uh, evening a month, uh, with a, with wine or coffee, either at her hotel or uh, or at my place, because she comes over to Gothenburg like uh, once a month for her uh, for like a writing course she's doing. Uh, she's almost done with that now, but she says she's gonna keep coming to Gothenburg because um, we're really enjoying the 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 times we have. Because uh, yeah, we're having fun. Uh, I help her with uh, like um, I keep I help her brainstorm for her book, the book she's writing, and. Um, and I get to unload all my role-playing stuff on her. Uh, and I've actually started writing as well. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm practicing with with my character, role-play characters. And eventually I will move on. When I feel ready, I will move, write a story of my own. Because I feel like it's actually possible now. Anyway, that was not what I was going to talk about. Yes, so we were out having wine, talking about her book. Um, then talking about role-playing. And as we were talking about role-playing... Oh yeah, um... We had just talked about Aurelia, the one I've been reading the backstory of, uh, and having fun with the fact that that flirting always goes over her head. And then a guy shows up and asks, oh, are you talking about games? And we're like, yeah, well, yeah, role-playing games and writing. And he's like, oh, it's like video games? And we were like, no, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's role-playing games. And then... We went on explaining what a role-playing game is and the theatrical part of it, as well as the mechanics of it, and how it intertwines with with writing. And he was very interested. He had no idea what we were talking about. Like, this was completely new to him. He could just relate uh, through uh, through role-playing... No, through video games. And he read a book about, uh, about like, a, like a, an immersive video game once and then was comparing it to that. But he was really interested. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I've... This is the first time since I came out that I've just spontaneously met a man that actually wants to listen to something I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that, 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 okay, that's been a while. Um, <laughs> and so I just, you know, he wanted to know about the nerd thing I'm into. Yeah, I can just talk for hours about that. And he was just taking it in and asking questions. And Dallas, she joined in a little bit, but eventually st she started writing on her phone. And I thought, well, she's texting with her husband or something. So I took over and just explained to him and taught him, and talked about scenes we've uh, we've done and 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 showed examples on how you play with emotions and kind of. And he he was just really into it. Um, and eventually he had to go. Um, but he thanked he thanked us for our time and said he had a wonderful time. And I said, yeah, likewise, that was fun. Um, and he walked off, and then Dallas said to me, like, Girl, what the actual, like, couldn't you tell he was hitting on you? And I'm like, what? Really? And, um, I checked my phone, and when she had started texting, 
she had been texting me like look at your phone look at your phone girl he's he's flirting he's flirting and like he, he was and then she explained to me and i looked back at it and yeah um i had been a complete uh, doofus in like like there were a few <laughs> parts there where i really 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 should have uh caught on like there was one where where I was just he asked me like how many characters do you play right now and I just counted them all up and I, I do play quite a few so I was like oh well there's uh, uh there's Aurelia uh there's Caxi Ka uh, there's Cassandra and then he stopped me like oh Cassandra I like that name oh is she a redhead too and I was like um, no she's actually she's got brown hair but I do have a redhead named Sapphire and. <laughs> And Del was like, couldn't like, couldn't you tell what he was doing? You have red hair. He did not want to talk about role playing. He wanted to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, I've never even considered that. And that, and that actually made my day. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I was being picked up in a hotel bar, huh? And also, don't, don't get me wrong, like, he wasn't like. I'm not hoping to get picked up every left, right, and center. Um, and but my point is, he wasn't he wasn't being disrespectful um, or pushy. He was being perfectly friendly and respectful. And I kind of feel sorry because <laughs> it seems it must have seemed like I was blowing him off. I re I really had no idea he was flirting because he was nice. And even though I would not have, even if I had known, for two reasons, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't have blown Dallas off. We get to see each other once, maybe twice a month. And I want to make use of that time, you know? And also the fact that I'm a little too dysphoric still to consider uh, accepting an offer like that. Um, like accepting, like, like responding to being picked up. But it was really nice to know that, that that's something that can happen to me. I had never considered that possibility and... It was amazingly validating. I loved it. It was so good. It was really, really good. And I do know Dallas listens to this podcast. So yes, I did warn you, you would be part of this podcast. And here you are. Hi, Dallas. Oh, she's going to... Uh, I have decided... <laughs> See that, Dallas? I have decided for you. You will show up on this podcast at some point. I will, we will either uh, roll a character for you, your first D&D character, or... Oh, yeah, I took her out uh, dice shopping a couple of weeks ago for her first dice. Um, or or maybe you can interview one of my characters. And, um, oh, 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 she's actually going to start LARPing, too, uh, in this autumn. This is going to be so cool, Dallas. Okay. Um, right, so that was my milestone in my transition. I was being picked up, and it was, it was a nice guy. Like, I would have, I would have um, probably, like, in a couple of years, more treatment when I'm less dysphoric. I might have been comfortable like giving him my number or something, because I kind of wanted to. Like, yeah, he was he was friendly. Like, why not? <laughs> but I'm too dysphoric right now. Eventually, eventually, yes. Anywho, um, about that, uh, like I've spoken before about playing kid characters in role playing games. I do play a lot of child characters. Um started with Tales from the Loop, and I thought, this was fun, and I kept doing it. Not all my characters are kids, obviously, but there is a certain thing about it. And I've spoken about it before, that kids are, like, they're emotionally honest. Um, they don't censor their emotions, and they are uh, they are still in their formative years, which means they 
they change and grow faster than grown-ups do. And I do like a character's progression and character development. And with children, that tends to be really effective. Um, so yes, I enjoy playing kid characters. And one I've started playing recently, Caxi. Um, that's a nickname. She is a tabaxi teenager, 14 years old. Uh, she's never met another tabaxi. She's being raised by a, another uh, player character named Alexander. She doesn't quite know, but they are on the run. Um, and her full name is actually Raja Kaxia. Uh, but Alexander has never been able to pronounce that, so he just, he just says Kaxi. Um, so in, in response, she mispronounces his name back, so she calls him Axelander. Uh, which I think is cute. They, they have this little love-hate thing. No, they love each other like he's, he is her father, basically. She's as close as a father as she's ever known. But she's also a moody teenager. Um, she... I haven't... I'm, <laughs> I'm careful about, like, actually going into character with Caxi. I do want to do that because it's really, really fun. Uh, she is so rude and, like, sassy. But I've been trying to keep the, the number of curse words down on this podcast. And if I ever portray Caxi, oh no, she, she, she swears like a sailor. I might have to do some humorous bleeps or something if I, if I ever let Caxi talk. Um, but that's what I want to talk about. Because I do have a lot of like teenage, like children characters. I have Leia, but she is, she's kind of like an old soul. Like, uh, like she is very responsible. She, she had to give up her childhood in a temple. So she, is, she doesn't behave like a child. Um, I have, uh, let's see here. I have some other young characters. Cassandra's not quite a teenager. Um, but, uh, oh wow, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm playing so many characters. But there are other kid characters I am playing. Oh yeah, Maya, uh, who is also, she, she, she's a bit of a, like, um, uh, Maya, my, my mutant wolf. <laughs> she is more of a child, but then again, she's also had to grow up a little fat too fast. Um. So she's, um, yeah, she, she's a bit of a different kind of type of person. There's Alevhild, of course, um, but she's also in a very particular um, position in life, you know, being hunted and, and, and just having her friends to talk to and, and trust. These are all wonderful characters, but none of them are mundane. Now, Caxi isn't mundane either, but Caxi is the closest I've come to a normal teen, even though she's far from normal. She's a tabaxi in a world where tabaxi are rare. She's a wild mage sorceress. Um, and we made like a thing where she has some ancient magic in her. It's just too strong, so she has to have this magic inhibitor instead of an arcane focus. Like normally sorcerers would have an arcane focus that helps them cast, cast magic. Instead, she has this token that, that prevents magic because there's so much magic in her that she cannot control if she wouldn't have this, like, she would have to roll on the wild search table, like, random magical effects would happen all the time. She'd be a walking disaster area. And, and she assumes this is why she's being hunted. Alexander says it's him. They're after him, and he has to keep them safe, but she's figured out that it's something about her. And So she's not, quote-unquote, normal, and she doesn't have a normal life, because they're constantly on the run. They're being chased by what Alexander calls the bad people, and they never stay more than a week in one place, because all of a sudden Alexander will go, oh, they're on to us, we have to go. And so she has a very stressful life. So she's not a normal teen by any means. Any, uh, like, But she... I, I do let her 
like be more it's hard to explain uh leah has a, an enlarged sense of responsibility alfield attends to her friends that's like 90 percent of her desires um whereas whereas Caxi really just wants a normal life and not getting that normal life is so frustrating for her so even though she she loves alexander like a father she's a total bitch to him like, because she's an angsty teen, and I don't plan on playing this. I just get into her headspace and I play. And we have wonderfully uh, touching scenes, and we also have tantrum scenes, and I have very sad scenes, and they can turn on a dime. I played the other day, and I actually had trouble because uh, I started crying. Um, like, we were on a ship escaping, and he was like, once we get to this island... I'm sure we won't have to run anymore. The bad people won't follow us there. And she was starting to see hope. And someone on the ship told her that the island they're going to is very magical. And she was thinking, and there and there are magical people there. And she was like, oh, are they like me? Is there hope? Can I be normal there? And she was like getting hopeful. And then it turns out that the bad people were following us on a ship. And Caxi felt betrayed. And she knows that's not Alexander's fault, but she directed that anger at him. She, I got really, I went from I love you to I, f- I hate you, like in a, on a dime. And it felt authentic. It was really nice. And I, I talked to one of the crew who I was befriending and I just started crying, like for real. And then when he wanted to distract me by, by, tr- by, uh, by training with me in combat, like you need to defend yourself. And that, okay, that should get me on other thoughts. But I had trouble to stop crying, which just made it feel more authentic. So what I'm trying to say here is that when, when playing a teenager that just wants to be a normal teenager and doesn't doesn't aim for a higher calling like my other kid characters do or or, or cling to one specific thing like Alfie does, it's fascinating how quickly you can cover the entire emotional spectra. Spectrum, sorry, it's one spectrum. Um... How how quickly you cover the entire emotional spectrum. You can go from happy, amused, fun, angry, sassy, devastated, and then angry again. So quickly. And it's amazing. And the, I hope the other players... I, I do ask the other players, are you okay with this? I know I'm a handful. And they, are, they say they're enjoying it. Uh, another player joined last time. This is our second session. The first time we had two. And all the other characters are grown men. So uh, we were joking. It's like that movie, Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> like, because they are actually trying. Alexander is the one who's supposed to raise me, but the others are trying to help. Like when I'm angry and I refuse to eat, like, oh, come on, Cax, you have something. No, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I said I'm not hungry. Like, I, I just think this is amazing. This is so much fun to play kid characters. And if I still haven't convinced you, come on, what are you waiting for? Try playing a kid character and try these familiar bonds with other 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 players uh i didn't get like i i didn't get too much into this story i think i i would like to actually i'm gonna talk to our game master she is um she's really good this is a first time game mastering and <laughs> i'm actually quite amazed like she wanted to get it right so but but instead of instead of picking up a a um, known module just that's done the work for her she sat down and created her own campaign setting, which is a big task. And not only did she create her own setting, she did she did a lot of work creating nations and cultures and new races and species 
and kinds. And I know I, I know the word race is not usually what you use anymore, but that she used old uh, old terminology. But that's that's not the point. Uh, she has lore, and she has like new beast. She's got a dragon turtle. Like it's so imaginative. It's so so much. She's done a really really good job here. And I think I should ask her if it's okay to talk more in detail about the story um, uh, before I actually do it. But I want to say it's, it's really cool. She's done a really good job with her first campaign. So, yes, that was it. Um, I was hit on by a respectable guy. That was nice, even though I completely missed it. And yes, we did joke about the fact that I was just as oblivious as Aurelia. <laughs> Aurelia. And then, of course, I then we have play kid characters. They're fun. Kaxi. Rasha Kaxia. I love, I love the name. Rasha Kaxia. I, I, des I designed it to be uh, easily pronounceable by Tabaxi, but a little more tricky for humans. Like Alexander's Rasha Kaxi. No, it's like Rasha Kaxia. Um, and then goes, oh, okay, fine, Kaxi. <laughs> and yes. So, thank you for listening and goodbye.